Hi, and welcome to Accepted, Secrets of New York City School Admissions with Alina Adams, author of the ebook Getting Into New York City Kindergarten. I'm Victoria Chapman, helping to navigate you through this conversation and the morass that seems to be the New York City admission process. Um, now, the theme for the past few weeks has been wait lists. Wait lists, or basically all parents being in a holding pattern, because the month of May is a horrible month, basically, let's be honest. It's a horrible month for parents who are applying their children to school. What happened in April was first people found out where their child had been assigned for a general education public school. And as always, the best New York City general ed public schools had wait lists, which is why families that live in the zone, who thought they were home free, who thought they had nothing to worry about, are now trying to find out whether their children are actually going to get to go to their zone schools. Some have been sent to zone schools 40 blocks away. They're not thrilled about the idea of taking a five-year-old on the bus, and they're not thrilled about not going to their zone school. And let's be honest, not all schools are equal. The DOE would love us to believe that all schools are exactly the same, but they're not. Just quick question. Are parents, are parents becoming aware of this more and more, or are they just being really, really blindsided when they hit, um, encounter this process? Well, I hope they're becoming more and more. I've been running through the streets like the Paul Revere of New York City school admissions, screaming, you really should be aware of this. I would hope so. I would hope they've gotten my book. I would hope they've been listening to these very informative podcasts so that they would learn. But the fact of the matter is there's still parents who are being blindsided because they may have moved into a neighborhood where there's never been a wait list before. And suddenly this year, there's a wait list. You can't really predict it from year to year. So that was the first sort of trauma that hit New York City parents. Then a few weeks later, parents who'd had their children tested for gifted and talented got their child's scores. And the fact of the matter is New York is awash with gifted and talented mm. children. Thousands more children qualified for programs than there are available seats, which means parents who, even if their child scored a 99, which is the absolute highest score that you could get in the 99th percentile, have no guarantee that their child will be accepted into a gifted program. And if their children scored, you know, a low 97th percentile <laughs> and are just, um, then they possibly have no shot at all at a citywide maybe a shot at a district school, but I've also talked to parents who are in some districts where there's only one gifted and talented program for the entire district. Mm. So no one can count on anything. So right now, parents are just waiting. They're waiting to find out if their child got into a gifted and talented program. But there are options if you didn't get in, right? There are options, but... Most people are sort of waiting to see whether first they got into a gifted and talented program because the gifted and talented spots will be taken by kids who will give up spots in a general ed school. So there's that. Some parents are already thinking ahead and they're thinking, well, let's explore our private school options. And we did a podcast on the fact that it's not too late to apply to private school, whether you've been waitlisted at all the private schools that you apply to or whether you are unhappy with your public school options. There are still private schools that are taking applications for 2016, but nobody really knows what's going to happen. I can see why parents don't want to go ahead and shoot for a private school if they don't yet know where they're going to land in public school. So basically, it's a mess. Is there a means of being able to hedge your bets? Well, you can definitely try to work the waitlist, and we've talked in previous podcasts about how you can go about working the waitlist, but nothing is guaranteed. And I think that's probably the most horrifying thing for parents is that you really don't know, and not knowing is somehow scarier than knowing, I think. 
Well, you'd like to be settled. You'd like to know this is where your child is going in September and be done with it so you can make your plans accordingly. Well, to be fair, though, I have known parents who have literally shown up on the first day of school at the school that they wanted to attend on the gamble that some child wouldn't show up because, you know, people take spots and then Mm -hmm. they move and they never get around to to telling the school. So this is not... A fantasy. I have actually known parents who have come the first day and said, you know, if spot's going to open up and it's going to be mine, and the principal says, well, it's the first day. I can't strike a child off the rolls on the first day. So this mom came back the second day, and the principal said, it's only the second day. I can't strike a child off the rolls. So this mom came back the third day, and guess what? She got the spot. Now, I personally do not have the internal fortitude to do that, but it can happen. And I understand slots have opened up even later than that. Yes, I've actually worked with families who have started at one school in September and got a call a few weeks in saying, hey, a spot opened up. You want to switch schools? You want to take your five-year-old, jerk them out of where they've finally gotten settled and move them somewhere else? Wow. And then you were saying, um, I think we talked about if you don't get into a GNT, um, a school with a GNT program and you do get into general ed, that there are things that parents can do to still foster that gifted well, and talentedness uh, in their child. Well, absolutely. And the other thing is, here's the irony. It's we're, Are we really going to claim that all children who are classified gifted and talented are gifted and talented in the same way? I mean, some children are more verbal. Some children are more spatial oriented. Some children have passions that aren't covered in the school curriculum at all. So the fact is, it doesn't matter what your child's been labeled or where what school your child has gotten into. You have to nurture your child for who they are. Because the whole point of public education or even private education is they're educating a group you're still the parent you have to educate your own child right and but there's magnet schools dual language schools there are but the problem with that is those are schools that you also had to apply to when you Uh were applying to general ed so yes some parents whose children didn't get into gnt do opt for a dual language program or a magnet school but the problem is it all happens simultaneously so it's not like you can check one thing off the list and move on to the next thing you have to kind of again 18 months in advance i've been Practically every podcast feels like um, beating the same drum. But the fact is you have to get all your ducks in a row before you start applying, specifically for the reason that you mentioned, because let's say you do want to try for a dual language program or a magnet school. You have to decide that up front. You can't decide that later. Okay. Now, like you said, 18 months in advance, this whole planning and plotting process. Or two years if you're considering moving. I say give yourself really two years so you're not rushing. Okay. So... That's September 2016. Based on your timeline. It's Not now my timeline. It's just it's it's now the time to, timeline. <laughs> basing on that reference, it's now time to start looking ahead for September 2017. It's absolutely the time because the summer is your best time to start getting ready, planning your strategy for what you're going to do come the fall. And that includes preparing your child for the test they're going to need to take in the fall. So when we come back, we're... You talked with a David, you're going to talk with David Green of Brooklyn's Fast Track Kids, who offers some tips. That's, that's what we're looking forward to. We're going to find out exactly what you should be doing starting now for your child's summer. Sounds good. We'll have that when we come back. Hello, and welcome back to Accepted, Secrets of New York City School Admissions with Alina Adams. Now, it's summertime, and the cycle is about to begin again. Absolutely. Please explain. (laughs) Well, the thing is, it would seem like, you know, summertime and the living's easy and you shouldn't be doing anything. That's actually the exact opposite, because here's the issue. In August... 
the applications for Hunter College Elementary School go online and a few private schools put their applications online, which means that both of those are schools. Well, not all private schools require tests, but enough of them do. And Hunter College Elementary absolutely requires the test. That's the first step of the process. So if you want your child to apply to either of those schools, you're going to need to start thinking about getting them ready for testing over the summer because the testing begins relatively early in the fall. If you're only interested in a public school gifted and talented program, you have a whooping couple of extra months. But the thing to remember is that you need to sign them up in October. This is very important. Most people do not think about what they're going to be doing for September of 2017 and October of 2016. But if you want your child tested for a gifted and talented program, you have to know that in October, you have to fill out a request for testing form. And there's a link to it in my book, Getting into New York City Kindergarten. And your child will not be tested until January, but you have to sign up in October. So to review, you have to sign your child up for testing mm-hmm. for Hunter College Elementary around August. You have a little leeway and you can go to our podcast about Hunter College Elementary in particular to hear the details. For private school, you have to start signing them up roughly in September. Again, go to our podcast about private schools for all the details. And for public school, you have to sign them up in October. So really, that means the summer is the best time that you have to get your child ready for that testing. Okay, so exactly what does it mean to prep a child for testing? How can it be done? When should you start? And how long should should it go on? Recently, you were able to speak with David Green of Williamsburg's Fast Track Kids Enrichment Center, Summer Camp, and Preschool Alternative, and he offered some tricks of the trade. Listen in. Hi, and welcome to Accepted Secrets of New York City School Admissions. We are going to go straight to the question that parents are constantly asking me, how early should they begin prepping their child for taking the gifted and talented test? Our course, our formal course starts in September and runs 14 weeks up until the time of the actual test in January of every year. And that is our guideline for the most in-depth preparation for the gifted and talented test. However, the summer prior to taking the course, we do offer some G&T type courses that are uh, place the child in the G&T world along with specific exercises that we'll do with the child during the course of the summer. Um, Parents have to remember that the gifted and talented test is actually a hurdle on two fronts. Not only is the material very challenging, but for a four-year-old child to focus for at least an hour taking this test is its own set of challenges, and that's part of what we work on over the summer. If you prep the child too early, the knowledge tends to fade, uh, and they may actually start to resent the fact that they're prepping for this test for so long. So we have found that three months is more than enough time to go over all the material that the city is going to draw upon for the test in January. So the summer program, you said it's a G&T type environment. What does that mean exactly? Okay, so the Fast Track Kids program and the programs that we run in the summer are uh, two different approaches. One is a full-blown summer camp where we blend a STEM-based um, STEM-based theme from week to week, and we blend that with 
our JEI program, which is the more traditional math, English, reading and writing enrichment program. And if the child is eventually looking to do the GNT test in January of the following year, we'll, we can customize the program over the course of the summer to gear them eventually to to get into our GNT prep class officially in September. So over the summer, we could do exercises that will get them into the mindset of GNT, the full-blown GNT world later on. Is there also an advantage that if they come to you in the summer, they'll be familiar with you and your facility before you start sort of the hardcore prep in the fall? Yes, that's a, that's a great advantage. Um, the children are coming into sort of a new world here. They're four years old. Uh, many of them haven't really, if they've been to school, it hasn't been a very structured environment. Some of them are just in daycare or a loose version of pre-K. And when they get to us, we really work hard on getting them classroom ready, getting that their ability to focus for long periods of time. We work on fine motor skills. We work on all kinds of different activities that that work on their ability, some structure, even at an early age, to to build upon as they get into the more formal class later on. Is there an advantage to also having it be a summer camp program and that it's more fun than basically just doing a day of preschool and then coming and doing more test prep? Is the summer camp a bit different from that? Yes, so that's a great question, and I, and I appreciate that. The camp is definitely a fun experience. It's the, the learning enrichment that we do over the summer is at a lower boil than what we do in the fall, and the exercises and projects that they work on, many of them are collaborative, so the kids love working together. It's a small group setting. You know, the Y, we're an alternative to a Y setting. Yes, we don't have a pool and we don't have both. Fields. But on the other hand, we we have an amazing amount of personalized attention. We learn, you know, the children very well and their parents and what they're looking to accomplish over the summer. And you know, one of the things we we really preach is that time off from school shouldn't be time off from learning. Mm -hmm. And but as you said, it's in a wrapper of fun. So the astronomy, the biology, the artist studio, anatomy, all the various themes over the course of the summer are in the gifted and talented universe, but with videos and projects and different things that just bring everything to life in a, in a very fun way. So what, where will your camp be this summer? What physical locations will you okay. be at? So the camp itself is located within our center, 60 Broadway, the famous Gretsch building mm -hmm. in Williamsburg, right in the heart of Williamsburg. Thank you, David, for sharing all of that information. I'm sure parents are still trying to process all of it. Now, back in January, we gave a detailed timeline of everything you should be doing in preparation for applying your child to kindergarten in 2017. Yes, we are talking about 2017 already. Please elaborate, Alina. Well, the fact of the matter is getting into New York City kindergarten is at least an 18-month, more like a two-year process. And what we just heard from David Green about why you should use the summer as a good time to get your child ready for the testing process is only a small part of it. 
the fact of the matter is it's not just answering the questions that they'll be faced. The kids have to do things like learn how to go into a room with a complete stranger. I mean, your child is four years old. You've just taught them not to go. You've exactly. just taught them not to go places <laughs> with strangers. And they're going to have to go in. The testing process is very, especially for the public gifted and talented, you know, they can't repeat a question. The child can't ask for clarification. The child can't change their answer. So it's a very difficult thing to do. So when you're prepping your child keep in mind it's not just the academics you're prepping them for the whole social emotional component now you can prep your child yourself the fact is we had an interview with testing mom there's a previous podcast where she talks about materials you can buy online and prep your child yourself you can also hire a private tutor to come to your home you can take them to a testing center we've mentioned other ones we had an interview with bright kids which also does this sort of work it's really up to you to decide what works best for your family what works best for your summer because the fact is it is still summer you don't want to overburden the kid too much or yourself okay maybe yourself but not the kid so that's the thing and then you have to be ready to hit the ground running in the fall as i said just a few minutes ago hunter applications go up online in august private school applications go up in august and september g and t requests for testing forms are available in october in my book i have that as a timeline and you can go month by month and see where everything is but really the process starts now So in short, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Absolutely. And the thing to remember is even when you think it's over, it's not over. Because when you get your placement letter, as another thing that's been the theme for the month of May, is how many people are either waitlisted at their local zone school or at a private school, and how many parents who have kids who got very high gifted and talented scores still don't know whether their child will lottery into a program. I always tell people, don't worry if your kids are smart. All kids are smart. Worry if your kids are lucky, because so much of this process comes down to luck. Okay. Uh, well, there you have it. Um, we're going to leave you with all of this to process for now. Um, we'll be back in September with more podcasts to help parents through the 2017 application season. Until then, what if people have um, some questions? Well, they can definitely get my book. You can go to www.alinaadams.com. You can get my book there. You can also find out where I will be speaking. And here's the thing about the book. I always recommend people read the book first because it'll turn out you have questions you didn't even know you had. So before you reach out to me, and I'm always happy to talk to parents. I do private one-on-one consults as well. But before you reach out to me, I recommend reading the book because it'll give you even more questions. And the book is Getting Into New York City Kindergarten. And I understand there's forms and links and Absol- mailing lists. and <laughs> All sorts of things. The reason that the book is electronic, it's electronic for two reasons. One is so that I can go back and I can make changes as soon as they happen. The book was out for the first time last year. And I went in, in three separate times and had to make three separate changes because the Department of Ed changed their own rules literally in the mm. middle of the process. So you can't do that with a book that's in print. As soon as a in-print book like that hits the shelf, it's outdated so it's electronic for that reason it's also electronic because it has links to all the forms you need remember I mentioned the Hunter College elementary application it's in there remember the request for testing form it's in there it also has links to studies about the the pros and cons of a gifted and talented program the pros and cons of traditional versus um, progressive education whether you should hold your child back or accelerate them basically anything that I've touched upon during the course of the podcast can be elaborated upon in the 
the book. And the most important part is at the end of it, there's a mailing list. When you subscribe to the mailing list, you will get direct emails telling you about all the changes that the Department of Ed makes up as it goes along. And they will make up some changes. Oh, oh, they do. I mean, as I said, three times last year, they changed the number of slots on Kindergarten Connect. They changed how you apply to a dual language program. They changed the actual dates on which many of the forms were due. Yeah, it happens constantly. Well, folks, there you have it. Um, we're going to leave you with all of this for now. A lot to process. Summer's coming. Get ready. No, more and- importantly, school admissions is coming. <laughs> Get ready. And we'll return in the fall. Um, to help you navigate the 2017 application process. Good luck. Thank you for joining us and have a good summer.